Hey, welcome to the Hollywood Palms podcast, where a guest is given a palm reading how we discuss their past, their present, and their future. I'm your resident skeptic, Portland, and joining us today is actor, writer, and prolific pandemic podcaster. It's Janie Headed Tompkins. Tompkins. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome Hi. to Hollywood Palms. Thank this, you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. This is the podcast where we are going to discuss your past, your present, your future, and your hand. <laughs> All talk, talk to my hand. We're going to talk to your hand and your hand talk. is going to talk to us. Talk to my hand and talk to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just the one hand, not both. Just we can't have hand. Yes. We don't have I'm excited about that. the future part. I need that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what it's going to be. Well, what is what is your present like? What are you doing these days? My, I, I just am sort of like in a place where I'm trying to like manage anxiety, I guess, like everybody else. Tell me. The, the state of the world we live in. It's, it's something, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I thought, I don't know about you guys, but when the pandemic happened the lockdown happened I was all like when this is over mm -hmm. it's going to be like the roaring 20s because they had the flu and it was like the roaring 20s they lied to us oh completely it, and there's no way no I, but they didn't have the internet so maybe that was the difference I mean the 20s are definitely roaring but not like in a in a swanky sequin great Gatsby kind of way yeah where are my where are my glitter parties yeah this is not like a east egg west egg this is like a very rotten egg sort of situation yeah. this is like I'm scared to drive in the world <laughs> <laughs> well I, I feel like driving should be safe relatively although there have been some crazy fiery crap. Well, I'm just like, uh, I don't know when this airs, but there were a couple crazy fiery crashes. You don't know when it airs. No, I don't know. I don't think these things. Single. I just like to talk to strangers. <laughs> I don't. I have no understanding of what happens next. Oh, well, that's, you know that. Yeah. Well, there just. This is August of 2022, and there were some crazy fiery crashes in, in Washington. LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it were terrible. Did you see the video? You must have done. Terrifying. Terrifying. And then I guess last night the actress Anne Heche was in oh, a yes. fiery crash of her own, uh, but her own hand. Hand. Yeah. I don't. Know. Yeah, her like, like, own volition. I suppose she could say. One, yeah, like she was the victim of her own crash. Or yeah, that's I don't. Quite, that's a good headline. Like, <clears throat> are. See, I got, this is how paranoid I am. I was like texting my friends and I was like, our car is getting hacked. Oh, interesting. Is that like I the mean, new? Yes, yes like, they are, but I don't. Cars I'm are getting hard. hacked <laughs> by like Russia and they're going, you know, and they're crashing through intersections. Is that paranoid? Yeah. Okay. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But that's Okay. <laughs> We well, why are people all like speeding through? Why are people speed crashing into things and people? Why is that happening? I'm pretty sure there was some um, adult beverage involved in both cases. You guessing. think? I'm guessing. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing like speeding through. I guess if you pass out behind the wheel, then your foot goes down on the gas. Is that what happens? Don't know. 
if you pass out. Listen, as a person who has never sped through an intersection and caused a fiery crash, uh, I just don't know. Exactly you don't know. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll have to wait. The verdict is out on this. We, <laughs> <laughs> we can speculate. But you know what? I would rather speculate about, watch this transition. I would rather speculate about what's happening on your palm. I'd rather uh, get Quitla in here to tell us exactly what the story is and what's going on and why and how and also when and what and to whom. So that is a lot a palm can tell you. So I'm excited to to hear about all of this. Yeah, me too. Let's take a quick little break and we'll come back. We'll get Quitla out of the uh, wherever he might be and the the palmaria, <laughs> the palmatorium. He's in the VIP lounge at Hollywood Palm. <gasps> He might be. We'll find him. Quitla Huezo, thank you for returning to our podcast, sir. Thank you this- for letting me out of the palmatorium. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure if you were possibly in the VIP lounge. Is that what you're calling the palmatorium? Uh, it was definitely not a lounge. There were no seats. Uh, and I think it was just a glass case that what I about was those, sealed Do you remember in? those chairs that were like, they were like just shaped like a hand and you would like sit in the palm? I had one of those chairs for a very no. long time. Yeah. It was a bright oh, yellow hand chair. Why is it a ha- Why is it past tense? For goodness sake, man. Uh, we got rid of it. What? For a, a variety right, listen, of very good we'll reasons. We'll talk about that later. But in the meantime, I want you to meet Janie. She's here and she brought her hand. Hello, We're very Janie. Hello. It's so lovely to meet you, Quitla. Thank you so much for reading my poem. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, usually we say like, oh, save your thanks for afterwards because we don't know how this is going to go. Uh, but before <laughs> Thank I... you for your we'll see if you give me five stars at the end of the show uh, <laughs> before we get into it i usually like to ask have you ever had anything like this done before palm reading or like tarot cards or psychic or did anything like that did you read your horoscope in glamour magazine when you were 15 years old I'd say that would be about the extent of it was yeah. like, I read my horoscope when I was 15 years old, but I've never done anything uh, like a palm reading or a tarot card or a psychic. What about Ouija boards? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did have like, yeah, definitely Ouija board as a teenager. I, I'm like a, what you might call a recovering Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 10 years, okay. you know, and then assume, wow, that person's led a very, challenging life they probably have a lot of wisdom or you know yeah yeah so I just like that like my life has taken a decidedly real like turn toward realism mm-hmm. if that makes sense excellent oh, so okay. would you consider so... yourself skeptical about this kind of stuff um I don't know because what is it that I don't understand the the art or science behind it I mean I do believe that like you can kind of get a sense of a person you know, through their energy, facial expressions, emotions, conversations, stuff like that. So on, so in that respect, I feel like why not, you know, why not add, like to me, reading a poem is different than say a psychic or mm-hmm. a tarot card reading because you're like, Thank you. yeah, I, I just feel like it probably <laughs> has better. Quila. She said, different. Well, like, 
I heard better. Like, I, I heard I it in her tone. On the street and see lines in their face. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I feel like you can look at a person's face mm. and, and get images of what they might be about. So to me, this oh, yeah. is like uh, uh, in that vein, as opposed to like, oh, I'm going to draw cards and this random drawing of cards. Because then it's like, well, yeah, because we all know like cards are random, but whatever. Yeah. But that's open to a lot of interpretation as well. So this is maybe, so Quintly, is this an art or a science? You know, uh, I was just thinking, trying to like, well, you know, no one's ever asked before. It's definitely not a science. So I think we're (laughs) more into the art (laughs) side of it. The reason why, uh, Janie, is because this is, Although uh, my style of palm reading, I tend to be consistent about the things that I'm saying if I run into the same kind of lines and patterns. However, the context for you depends on a collaborative interpretation between you and me. I, it's not that I'm psychic, and so I don't know often what I'm saying or how it applies to you. Uh, more specifically. So that's sort of the collaboration part. You have to help me understand what, what this means to you. And sometimes he does speak in tongues. So watch out for that. Sure. I'll just go into a fit basically. And, (laughs) and so segueing off of that though, uh, and because you mentioned sort of your uh, religious upbringing and whatnot, there is no, at least in my style of palm reading, there is no spiritual or like uh, ghostly component to this. I'm not. Okay. I'm not calling. Like you're not going to be like, oh my god, you're going to die in five years. No, but that could. Ha- no, 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 no. I'm not. I, like, I, that's not going to happen. And then I'm going to be like, great. Now I have to like figure out my next five years. Yeah, like you sold your car. You yeah, got. Your, right. You did all your you things. Have to plan yeah, it out. like. I don't know why selling your car would be something you do if you knew you were going to die. Or you're not going to look at my palm and be like, this interview's over. (laughs) I can't. I've never seen. I I can't do this. The spirits are telling me that we should not be friends. You know what I'm talking about? That is a joke I often like to do is I look at somebody's palm and be like, you're an abomination. And like, I can't do this. And it makes me laugh. A little palm reading humor. I mean, come on. Yeah. But it's generally. The table, uh, the crystal ball goes flying and you're out of it. Oh, man. That'd be great. Yeah. But those jokes are always for me. Nobody else ever thinks they're funny. Have you ever encountered a palm that is like, uh, looks almost exactly like your own palm? No, and I can't really read my own palm because that takes a level of honesty. I don't think I'm capable of like self introspection. I don't think I can do that. But uh, well, maybe at the end of this, we will have learned so much about Janie and about your technique that Janie and I can interpret what your palm. Is. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. I've never had my palm read before. Bonus content. (laughs) Okay, so we should get into this, yeah? Yeah, that's Okay, Okay, Janie. So looking at your palm, my style of palm reading is I generally read the four major lines on your palm. Uh, The four major lines are the lifeline, the headline, the fate line, and the heart line in no particular order. Uh, don't worry about like, there's like no fate line in there. Hardly. Uh, that's something I noticed right away. We'll definitely get into that. 
<laughs> do I exist? You definitely <laughs> exist. Yeah, yeah. 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 You are I'm not like, in the oh. Matrix or anything, uh, as far as I can tell, so far. Uh, you don't need to sort of pay attention to all of the lines. I will go <laughs> through these in yeah. painstaking detail, uh, but I just want to, you know, let you know what where we're starting off, what the playing field is here. Uh, okay, so the first line I start off with is the lifeline, which is the one that starts between your thumb and index finger and curves around your thumb pad towards your wrist. So it starts just above your thumb and curves around towards your wrist. Uh, what I look for immediately in the lifeline is if there are any breaks in the lifeline. Uh, a break isn't necessarily good or bad, but it represents a perhaps traumatic or big event in your life where you literally have to put your life on hold in order to deal with whatever that situation is. What the situation is will depend on more context uh, uh, as far as the lines that are around that, that moment. It's generally not like you're going to die or something like that. The example I always give is, and these are extreme, of course, but like winning the lottery or going into a coma would be Have you done either of those things, Janie? Have I, what? Have Have you won the lottery and or been in a coma? No, I have done neither. Okay, well, I've got some bad news for you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, All right. Tell me the numbers. Tell me my numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Right, numbers are 18, 7, 93. Okay. Uh, I, I see something that I could interpret as a break. Uh, near the start of your lifeline over here, I'll get into why I'm having trouble with that. So we'll hold, put a put a pin in that. We'll we'll move on. The in other her thing, hand in a yes, put it like a, like a, a turn. Uh, the other thing I look for is a nice smooth curve in your lifeline that arcs around your thumb. Uh, what I generally don't want to see are moments where your lifeline sort of bulges out away from your thumb and then comes back. You sort of have that at the tail end of your lifeline, and we'll get into that as well. Why I'm sort of skipping over these is quickly looking at your palm, there's like two or three things, pardon me, there are two or three things that seem to be interconnected or related so I'm trying to save this to sort of build a narrative here. Okay. So that's why I'm sort of glossing over what I see. And also so I can just make mental notes on it. Uh, so anyway, uh, breaks uh, sort of bulges in the lifeline itself. Um, and so we have some of those going on in your palm. So real quick, the lifeline itself isn't about how long you'll live. I can't tell that. Nobody really should be able to tell that. Um, but your lifeline is more about how good you are at providing yourself with a good quality of life, how, how good you are at making yourself happy or how bad you are at making yourself happy. Um, given a dollar or a billion dollars, will you seek out things that satisfy you or not? Uh, and so that's the lifeline again is more about quality of life, uh, versus, you know, how long you live or whatnot. Um, so the the length of it, yours, by the way, is exceptionally long. It runs right off your palm. I mean, it tucks underneath your thumb and looks like it just keeps going. So yeah. the length of your lifeline is fabulous in that that means you have the capacity to make yourself as happy as you want to be. 
and again, giving a little bit or giving a lot, you will still try to make yourself happy. Uh, however, and now this is where I'm going to sort of the story that I'm seeing in your poem. It seems like there are people or an entity or an organization or some kind of a background history in your life that is often preventing you from being happy or distracting you from seeking out things that would make you happy. Um, it's kind of unusual for your poem in that this all seems to be related to two or three things. Usually it's more of a vague, like, oh, you have a lot of responsibilities or something like that. Okay. In your poem, Janie, there are two or three clear things that are affecting the rest of your poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, unusual, but it's interesting to me. I really hope we're able to quickly like drill down to what those are. We'll, we'll find out, of course. Who's bugging you, Janie? Tell us. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Oh, oh, not sorry. Yet. No, I'm making a list. <laughs> not yet. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to say, like, yes, that's what it is. And then everyone's going to know this is all a sham. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want that yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the first thing, uh, Janie, would you mind if I ask how old you are? If you yeah. feel uncomfortable about it, we can just cut this part out and I will just know that. Why don't I secretly tell you? That's fabulous. All right. So, uh, producer Rob, if you could cut this out. <laughs> 37. Got it. <laughs> Copy that. She's 29 and a half. By the way, it's, I don't know why I'm acting secretive about it. Like, I think the whole world knows. I just don't like to say it. <laughs> yeah, no. You, and you don't have to. Uh, so, the reason I, I don't want to I don't want to feel like a slave to it. <laughs> It doesn't define you. That's not you know that, what I mean. Like whatever the number is, that's not who you are. Exactly. Like I just, I, I, I just want to be like whoever I am, and not the number. Yeah. Quite seriously. Why are you asking? That's not very polite. Until I get like some, you know, like Lore, the face of L'Oreal sponsorship sure, or whatever, sure. and I, then I'll I mean, say it in the commercial copy. It, it doesn't have and, anything to and do you'll with somehow reading. You'll be twenty nine and a half because <laughs> yeah. I, I just asked to be rude. Yeah, uh, okay. not very gentlemanly. Why, I ask, uh, is it helps me uh, gauge where we are in the timeline of your poem. Let's just say I'm like the most Gen X person you probably ever. Yeah, yeah that, that works. That works for me. That, <laughs> like absolutely. I'm like, if, if a poster child of Gen X existed, it would be in my life. <laughs> okay. See, now so, I want to know, all, I want to hear that story. I would oh like Janie just tell me about her life. <laughs> Come on, Lila, let's uh, go. <laughs> find something exciting so she can expound on it for us. So uh, at the top of the palm reading, I mentioned that there possibly is a break in your lifeline. What's unusual to me is the lifeline usually starts at the edge of your palm and then arcs around your thumb pad. It looks to me like your lifeline starts around here, definitively starts just underneath your headline uh, and it looks like it doesn't connect. Uh, That's very unusual to me. Uh, Prior to the start of your lifeline, there's a lot of these little X sort of stitch marks uh, and those are on your headline, but that's where I would expect your lifeline to be. What I'm getting at is 
it looks like there was, hmm, how do I carefully say this? Childhood for you up to what maybe some people would consider young adulthood. There was a lot of, according to your poem, a lot of conflict. The more general word would be chaos, but that really is too blanket of a word. You know, that implies just absolute chaos. And really what I think the feel of it is more like conflict. Why I say that is anytime there's a line that intersects another one perpendicular, usually making a little cross or an X shape, that the, yeah. that stitch shape that I'm describing, um, that implies some kind of a conflict, some kind of a butting of heads about something. Uh, and so that series of stitches is all along the start of your headline, and then it suddenly just stops. It is... It is unusual that this shape, this pattern, then remarkably stops and your headline just continues on afterwards as if nothing ever happened. And right at that moment it stops is when your lifeline starts. So my interpretation, like I said, is all through childhood into perhaps young adulthood, whatever that might mean for you, it looks like there was a lot of conflict with you being able to make yourself happy, something stifling that, uh, or something perhaps distracting you or taking precedent over your own sort of happiness or joy on things. It had a lot to do with some kind of mental oppression. And again, I tend to speak in larger, more dramatic words than maybe this applies However, this is where I'm at. Uh, And so this would have been up to, gosh, I don't know, maybe 20, 21. There was a distinct point of liberation for you. It would have been early adulthood. And I'm sort of hedging on that a little bit because I don't really mean to pick an age. It was more of a maturity level for you. So I don't know exactly when. If I were just to take your lines at face value, like I said, I would guess around 20 or 21, 22 maybe, that sort of early adulthood, there was a literal moment of liberation for you. Uh, I'll, I'll, Is that I'll, when I'll... you were released from prison, Janie? Is that what that was? I mean, I guess maybe because I would, around that age is when I really decided what I wanted to do with, with like my life. And ended up getting into um, a master's program specifically for 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 that. Oh. So it could like you could be seeing a lot of, you know, like um, it wasn't like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wasn't committed to it until early adulthood. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's when I really was like, I'm gonna do it. Like let's and go fully into it if for sure. That was the event, Jamie. Then it would have been, like I said, a liberating moment for you. You would have been able to be free from something. Let me elaborate a little further. Uh, it looks like there's a line here just above your thumb that comes from the crease of your thumb and it rockets all the way over here. Uh, this line is also right where your lifeline starts. Essentially, there was some emotional connection that 
you were released from. Something I would suspect was overbearing or overly critical of you. There was some emotional component, uh, and it, it was a an emotional relationship to something. I'm careful to say something because this doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It could right. be in a group of something that like represents a singular idea. It could be some kind of family culture or, or societal. There's something it, it, it registers for you as like a single thing, a single entity, a single idea. Uh, and it was perhaps oppressive or overly critical of you. And something happened that released you from underneath that, that shadow or something. Yeah. Probably just like moving out on my own. I mean, I moved okay. out when I was 17. Oh, that's young. And uh, I know. Okay. So, I, I mean, hearing that now, I'm glad <laughs> I mentioned that it was not a number that we were focusing on. It was more of a maturity level. And I think that's, then what applies to you. Yeah, I think I was yeah. sort of like forced into the world, I guess hey. you could say, at age 17. And then I became like a recovering Southerner, recovering Catholic, <laughs> okay. you know, like all this stuff like that had patriarchal significance to me as um, like during my formative years. Mm -hmm. It was like the beginning of my journey out of, out of that stuff. But I'm still... Still, still recovering. E program. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. And so then, yeah. if that's if that's what this is representing, then there's still more work to be done. We'll get into that. Why I think that, but I, but I think because I, think I, that, I mean, I am still working on. I mean, seriously, this is like a big theme in my life, like trying to overcome some of the like brainwashing of the South. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so we're moving down your lifeline then towards your wrist. Uh, the, this part here, the line itself is very clearly, cleanly cut. There are very few interruptions. It doesn't wander or waver. It's got a nice smooth curve. Uh, so that is where I was coming up with the interpretation that it was a liberating moment for you to get away from whatever that overbearing thing was. Uh, uh -huh. that idea, that entity. Uh, and so according to your poem, that, that was the best idea you've had uh, at that time. It really worked out for you. It was, it was a good idea good that news. you got away. It was also successful for you. That is good news. <laughs> good news. However, um, there is another line just on the inside of your lifeline here. Uh, it's, your lifeline, and then there's sort of a faint line that parallels it on the inside. And by inside, I mean closer to your thumb on your thumb pad. Uh, that sort of parallel line almost always represents some kind of a coping mechanism or some kind of a barrier, a wall that you've set up in order to insulate yourself from the things that are being thrown at you. Those things almost always come from the thumb pad area. The thumb pad area, your thumb, uh, broadly represents family or responsibilities or expectations that are being put upon you uh, or ideas that you should conform to something. Uh, 
and so there are lines that are coming from your thumb that radiate out. Almost all of them do not make it past that parallel line, that wall, that buffer that you've, you've created. So that is where I come up with the idea that you were successful. It was good for you that you got out, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you had to create a buffer or some kind of yes. coping mechanism. So this is very much resonating with me, what you're excellent. saying right now. This, excellent. This, like, buffer and then, like, having it end at a certain point. Like, mm. this is something I'm dealing with in my life, like, currently. Excellent. I, I mean, not excellent that you have to deal with it, but I'm glad that we're, like, yeah, we're yeah, connecting yeah. here. And, and I'm glad you see the sort of back and forth. Like, I don't understand how this applies to you. Only you know that. Right. And so that, that sort of information is very helpful to know. Uh, yeah. The reason I bring up the buffer, it, it is working for you. Uh, however, the danger with something like that, a system like that, is uh-huh. that you have to expend energy to maintain it. Uh, by energy, I mean effort, uh, as no, opposed to like, like crystal yeah. energy or uh, whatever. I mean literal effort. You have to spend energy to keep this buffer up. Yes. So the danger is you may be dividing yourself too Tired. much to maintain that buffer. I I don't get the indication on your palm that that is happening with you. It is as your official palm reader. I, I that that is a thing that I need to make sure you are aware of. You should be you should acknowledge that it costs you to maintain that buffer. And to yeah. not spend too much on it. The focus should always be on yourself and your own success. As selfish as maybe that is, whatever. It's your palm. Well, let me ask yours. you this. Yeah. Because the the line that you just, the faint line that you sort of identified as the buffer from the pull of usually the family side of things. Yes. Kind of it goes totally empty for a while. It does. Uh, so you you leave uh, what we think is that event, is you essentially leaving, getting out, is mm-hmm. right about here, and then right at that same moment is where mm-hmm. the buffer begins. It's, it's yeah. uncanny how specific it is on your palm. Like one thing absolutely begot the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so your lifeline is smooth and curvy uh, while your buffer is being maintained, as yeah. you pointed out, your buffer eventually fades out, uh, and it doesn't seem to need to exist anymore. It, right, because the pull is gone. The pull line the yes. seems to. So exactly. And so you can see. giving me some optimism about something going on in my life currently, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was going to say that there is a line, kind of the last one, that connects with that buffer that tries mm-hmm. to get through that wall that you've built. Mm-hmm. It's coming from virtually the same area as the other line that sort of set things in motion. It's coming from the same area that sort of interfered with your childhood and was oppressive yes. and overbearing. So there's one more thing that I think has, if it hasn't already happened, it is imminent. There's some, uh-huh event that will finally like make you free and clear of whatever it is the buffer was trying to protect you right. from. Uh, but that's okay. You built a very successful yeah. wall. Yes. I, and, and I'm saying this is all Much good. More so it was successful other walls. and you won't need it anymore. 
is really where I'm going with this. So I hope this is true. <laughs> if I were a, a, a much more morbid... This actually makes me feel good. This oh, well, that's, that's... Like, if this is true in the, in the imminent future, this would be very liberating. Excellent. That, that is good. Uh, I was I was going to say, and this, again, may not apply to you, a more morbid interpretation is, for example, if we were identifying this as a person, like a yeah. singular person who was really kind of your nemesis, kind of had it out for you, whatever, this person would make some final, dramatic, drastic act to try to get at you, that act would fail spectacularly for that person uh, so much so that they would essentially just be removed from your life, whatever, whatever that means. And hopefully that person would not be there anymore. Hopefully that person would also, if it is a person, that person would also be liberated too. This feels like the last like 10 minutes of a really good (laughs) rom-com where like (laughs) her nemesis is going to bite it and she's going to get the big award or whatever it is. I would like to spend the next 20 minutes uh, fantasy casting this sitcom. So (laughs) if you could uh, switch over to that real fast and then... (laughs) Well, have I'm, you ever done like palm readings of siblings? Because I'm, I'm sorry, curious. Jamie, go ahead, one more time. Have you ever done like palm readings of siblings? Because I'm curious, like if my brother's palm has a similar like pattern or something. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, our childhood, yeah. our our childhood, our childhoods, child yeah. childhood, yes, <laughs> were essentially on the same track. It's it's a very strong possibility that they'll be the same. Yes. Uh, I, and, and by same, I mean they'll be similar themes going on. Yeah, yeah. The lines so won't match up exactly. Him, you have to um, him at Thanksgiving, yeah. snap a picture of his palm, and send it to us. Send it okay. Over. I'll read it. I will. Uh, okay, so that's all good news. There, Like I said, there was a danger that you'd be spending too much energy maintaining that buffer, that coping mechanism. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be the case for you. And even better, there's going to be, like I said, if it hasn't happened, there's going to be some kind of a pivotal event, uh, a last drastic measure by whatever this person or this organization or your, your background, your family background, something's mm-hmm. going to try to get at you one more time. It will not work. It will fail for them and be successful for you. You will come out on top so much so you will not need to maintain that buffer anymore. It will be definitive that you're like, I don't need to, I, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm through it and I'm above and beyond it. So that's fabulous. That was like, yes. And like I said, I, I feel Have like. You practice like your touchdown dance or are you more like going to handle it with grace and, and just be very kind about it? Like what, what do you I think? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on, on the event. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope it's like, you know, public and on film so that we can. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the yeah. lead story to like the 10 o'clock news. Maybe, it's yeah. the event. Maybe I win the lottery and that. And then somebody else gets into go into a coma. Listen, yeah. we win. And they pass out from from jealousy. You know, in no joke, in that scenario, let's just go down that road. The how your poem uh, is written, it would be that somebody you know and dislike wins the lottery and then essentially dies, and then you are gifted that lot of money. Like that. That's 
and a, a way that this would work out. That, oh, wait, uh, maybe you are the rom-com villain and have gotten their will <laughs> changed and then yes. they're right before they die. Maybe that's what's going to happen. I'm not wishing this on anybody. I'm just hypothetically saying You're just that, saying these are the things that are, yeah. are could happen. Yeah. Right, right. That a would, lot yeah, of good. A, a, a lot of good. would play out. Uh, okay, so then, uh, at the very tail end of your lifeline, there is this interesting sort of shepherd's crook uh, shape where it, your lifeline clearly wants to continue like this, but it doesn't. Something interferes with it, and that something is this line that starts on your thumb pad and cuts way over to your pinky finger right underneath it. It's okay. an unusual line uh, in that I would expect, first of all, that's where your fate line would start, but I don't think that's your fate line. Uh, also unusual then that it affects your lifeline by making it sort of bulge out and away. What that shape on your lifeline means is that there is an, an overbearingness or an excess amount of guilt or responsibility or criticism coming from whatever represents family to you. There's a lot of family either responsibilities or a lot of family-related stuff is weighing on you, so much so that it is stealing focus from your own happiness. Uh, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned things like guilt or just a preoccupation of something that is continually bothering you. Um, the reason to bring it up is it essentially is a shape that is like an expanding balloon from your thumb pad. And it's literally pushing your line out, uh, mm -hmm. demonstrating that it is something that is preoccupying you, that is stealing energy from you because you have to deal with it or something like that. However, because it happens at the very tail end of your lifeline, this isn't something expressing current, your current status. Uh, this is something that is more on the emotional baggage sort of level where it's something that you're just carrying with you. I think this then plays back to what you said earlier, that you are continually trying to recover from mm -hmm. that situation early in your life. I think this is demonstrating or representing that emotional baggage that you have to carry with you. The good news here is, uh, although it is interfering with the rest of your lines, and I'll get into that, it appears to be related, again, to a single person or entity or idea. Uh, and that seems to be now a running theme on your palm, that it is continually recording a single thing that is, you could like distill it down to, oh, it's, it's this, either it's a person or, you know, it's just my, my upbringing as a child, like you could distill it down to a, an idea. And so it seems like you are correct in that sense, according to your poem, that is what it is. And it is something that you're carrying with you. However, it looks like because things are going to get better very soon, I suspect that this will all start to smooth out, smoothen. This will start to smoothen out and, and go back to where it's supposed to be. I say that because I don't see any other 
supporting lines around this. This seems like a thing that's on its way out versus something that's actively hindering you. Um, but it, it's there. It's recorded in your palm. So again, the, the, the palm reading advice, as your official palm reader, is that you should be aware. <laughs> it says it on my business cards that I had printed at Staples. So, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm not a licensed palm reader in this country, so. In this yet. country. <laughs> not yeah. yet. So the point, of course, is that just be aware that if, if something from your past is still preoccupying you, if it's still coloring your, your point of view and how you see the world around you, mm-hmm. I guess acknowledge it, sure. but be be careful not to let it over-occupy you. Don't spend too much energy on it if you can help it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is interesting. interesting. And Oh, your well, wheels returning, Janie. My goodness. <laughs> definitely. I mean, that is, uh, yeah, that is something I'm definitely dealing with. Okay. So it, it, it rings true for you so far. It does, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want to tell us anything about it or should I just, well, I guess I just have had like a complicated, you know, upbringing, um, just based on being from like a big complex blended family and, uh, having to adapt to change mm-hmm. a lot, um, at, at a young age and, you know, feeling a lot of responsibility toward family. I mean, that is something that I was raised with, you know, and, and so like I have, I've been sort of, you know, dealing with how, how to kind of practice more compassion from a safer place Mm. for some people and, you know, and, and a huge concept. That's a, that's a big one for people. And yeah. I love to phrase that about practicing compassion from a safer place. So not yeah. giving yourself entirely to every consideration, but protecting yourself while still being caring. Yeah. That's yeah. Really- and not, and not, you know, you know, constantly feeling dysregulated by certain things and stuff. And so, yeah, I could see that being something emotional baggage wise that won't, it's not going to, even though there might be a clean break in that other point you pointed out, I don't think that I'm personally the personality type that can just like compartmentalize. It'll That's be a clean break I, in, in action, but not for you and not emo- In emotion. Yeah. 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 That, that tracks with my personality for sure. Something certain- you also mentioned earlier makes me want to rephrase it as opposed to a family responsibility it is more like uh, obligation is what this looks more like to me on your palm that there's a lot of obligation that you're supposed to something you're yes. su- you know you're supposed to attend you know yes. the, the party you're supposed to something and it <laughs> seems like it's a lot of that and they're not bringing i mean listen yeah 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 it's sort of like um i had the i had the word obligation baggage or just um yeah it's going to come back to me but or sort of like 
pull or something. And or, you also or... mentioned like having to adapt to sort of a changing, I'll use the word chaotic situation so that it ties back into what I said earlier, but having to adapt to that again, I, uh, what it looks like in your palm is all of that is being done at your own expense versus like a, uh, yeah, cause I was the baby in the family. Right. And so it was like yeah. a lot of like everyone else talking and making decisions. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's that. Thank you. That is the feel. So like, it was like, you just go along, you know, Mm -hmm. go along. Okay. So we move on, um, to your, well, first we have to try to find your fate line. Normally it's supposed to start at like the center of your wrist at the heel of your palm and go up vertically through your palm towards your middle and ring finger. Um, On your palm, I see part of a fate line here. Starts about the center of your palm and goes up. It's sort of at a slight angle, so it points more yeah. towards your middle finger than the center of your palm. Uh, so it's then more curious to me why it doesn't continue uh, like it's supposed to. Why it doesn't start at your wrist and go up. In fact, starts at the center of your palm and goes up from there. When it starts... Uh, it looks pretty good. Like your fate line is straight. It's it's clear. Again, it doesn't meander and it doesn't branch off. Uh, a fate line that would branch off that would look like a lightning bolt or like a tree uh, would mean that you were being distracted by a variety of goals or hobbies or things that you want to do. I don't see that for you here. There, There isn't, when your fate line exists on your palm, I don't see a lot of distraction you have your eyes on the prize. You know yeah. what you want, and you know how to get there. To backtrack a little bit, by fate, I don't mean predestiny. It's not about like your destiny or things that are already written for you. The fate I'm talking about is your your chosen fate. Whether or not you have a path set out for you, and if you are following that path to the goals that you've created for yourself. So again, okay. not like a spiritually like, oh, the fates have decided. No, this is all self-made fate that I'm talking about. When your fate line exists, you are fairly good at coming up with a plan, an A to B to C kind of a plan, and you are fairly good about following those, hitting those waypoints and understanding where you are on that path. That's all really good. Even better for you, Janie, is that your fate line crosses over your head and your heart line, which are the two sort of major horizontal lines in your palm. Uh A fate line that crosses these two lines indicates that the path that you are setting out for yourself will satisfy you intellectually and emotionally, uh, creatively Uh and passionately. Like that, that's that's fabulous. That, That means you will be wholly into what you're trying to get into. It Uh is not necessarily about being successful. Uh, It's really more of a reflection of how good you are at laying out goals and trying to achieve them, which is, I think the effort is more important on your palm than the actual sheer success of things. Yeah. This is resonant to me as well, because if this were, if I were to say, relate what you're saying about this, piece of it to sort of my career path, like choosing a career in the creative field. Mm -hmm. 
I can see why I wouldn't necessarily start at my wrist because I wasn't like born into this. Like I was, oh, I'm not, a, right. I'm not like a nepotism person. Like <laughs> I, I like decided to pursue acting, but I did, I didn't have a path toward it. Like there was no one in my family that did it. Mm-hmm. And so everything, once I made the decision to, to follow that path, I was completely left to my own devices to figure out a way to, to develop skills toward it. And so, but then like, once I started doing just even the pursuit of developing those skills has been satisfying to me. And is that the decision yeah. that you made when you moved out at 17 and the, the young adult decision that we yeah. were talking about? Yeah. Like when I went off to college and then I, you know, I just like declared my major and then I got a master's, you know, like it was sort of like, I want to do this, you know, and I had to kind of like figure, figure it out from kind of nothing Mm -hmm. before the internet existed and not having anyone uh, modeling it to me, you know, because I didn't grow up in New York or LA where I saw like a diversity of there were creative people around me, but they weren't in that particular creative field. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So, and Making so in that sense, that was truly striking out on your own then, it sounds like. That's really neat. I guess so. Really wow. Think. Now you're framing it and saying it like that, it feels um, like I should feel some pride about it. You or something. Yes, absolutely. You're proud you of you, Tell 20-year-old JD, like, this is amazing that yeah. you're choosing this and you're doing this and it's going to work and it's going to be gorgeous. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it rings true that it crosses head and heart because even though it is like, it's not a linear guarantee of a path, it's still, I'm, I, I, I don't feel like the pursuit of it is not even though it's challenging and there's adversity and rejection i still i'm i have peers in the, right oh yeah. yes you should so, read poems janie you're so good at this <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that despite setbacks or whatever like you're still moving forward for what whatever that would mean for you yeah uh, yeah that's that's that is it and i i often have trouble trying to explain you know, how fate works on palm reading, you, you definitely get it. I'm I'm really impressed with that. Yeah. She established what was going to be what she found her passion and she went for it and she keeps going for it and it's right there on your hand. It's right there. It's so good. So, okay. I'm not going to. So why, I mean, we know why your fate line starts where it starts, at the center of your palm instead of where it's supposed to. It's interesting to me that some of these lines intersect, and that's where your fate line starts. Some of those, um, the oppression lines, those that family obligation lines, there's like a particular one that shoots across your palm and... connects with your headline and then that is where your fate line starts um we don't we don't need to get into why that one particular line does it it's just interesting to me that everything so far in your palm is either motivated or somehow interconnected to what was happening at the very start of your life like all of those all of that adversity or challenges that you had to overcome all meant something a little bit later on 
Uh, yeah. And I like that. Just the narrative of that is, is that all of those things, I do not want to say happened for a reason, but you right. made a reason for those things. You Right. Like I didn't turn my back on, on that reality. Right. Yes. yes. And you didn't give up on yourself. Jeannie, that's so huge. I think we should just take a minute and sit with that, that you struck out as a baby <laughs> and you said, this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. And you took steps and you took every opportunity to get where you are right this minute and you're still doing it and it's still working. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I think a round of applause for baby Janie <laughs> in order. I Thank really you. do. <laughs> hopefully it's been a victimless crime. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only there's only uh benefits from this there's no there's no downside to any of this i assure you uh okay so we were looking at then what happened in the first half of your fate line where it doesn't exist anymore it should be something like here and it's it's not really and by here i mean from the center of your palm down to your wrist so the the thumb pad, as I mentioned, is like broadly family or responsibility or obligations. Yeah. Uh, the opposite, uh, the heel of your palm, the opposite pad, uh, that represents irresponsibility. Uh, and that is to say, not things that you think are irresponsible. It is an external POV. It is things that you think other people would not think are responsible for you to do. They would be uh, like desires to, I don't know, join a rock band or something like that. Right. Motivations or like, that... I do on my face or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So motivations that you would want to. a classy tattoo probably. <laughs> that you think other people would be disapproving of. Those uh-huh. kinds of motivations generally show up from that other side of your palm. Uh, and so, noting that, we see that your fate line, I mentioned it's kind of slanted. It's, if we, and this isn't the direction it goes in, but I'm just doing this for illustrative purposes. If we start at your middle finger and we trace that down, it slants over here to the other side of your palm. Okay. Where those rebellious motivations come from. So I'm saying, like, this is just reinforcing that, although... The decision to strike out on your own definitely seemed rash or, or rebellious or something to people around you. Unconventional for sure. Confrontational. Unconventional for for the place where I was raised. Right, right. And so you were, you perceived that about your fate, about the path Mm -hmm. you chose for yourself. You were aware of it and you did it anyway, which is badass, I got to say. <laughs> like you were aware that this was going to cause problems and ripple effects on the rest of your life, essentially. Uh-huh. And you still did it. It's so good. <laughs> wow. That is like a positive way of thinking. <laughs> so uh, one more thing about the fate line then. Uh, way earlier I mentioned there was another line that starts on your thumb pad and it goes across and ends up underneath your pinky. Mm-hmm. This line, we'll note, is also about where your fate line starts. Uh, yeah. Like your fate line is roughly, it gets more definitive at a certain point, but there is a faint sort of hairline that connects it here. Uh, this other line also is about where your headline ends, and it crosses over your heart line. 
mm-hmm. to end in a cluster of little sort of hash marks right above uh, that heart line, right below your pinky. Okay. Uh, so this is, there was a uh, a person who was most affected by your decision to strike out on your own, your decision to leave, to move away. There was someone who was overly dramatic, overly playing the victim about your decision to do that. There, there was you know, this. I'm I'm almost positive this is a person. This is somebody family related. Again, because the line starts over on your thumb pad, family. It shoots over to your heart line and then stops above your heart line. So it's an emotional connection to something family related. Uh, It's like a false line on your palm. Uh, Why I keep saying like this person was overly dramatic. This person made a big stink about something, some aspect about you striking out. And shortly after this line exists in your palm is right when your fate line starts and everything starts being set in place. I guess then the question is, was there somebody like that? that Who threw it? I feel like there's like a few candidates for this, maybe. Okay, okay. This person um, was at odds with how you thought you would have had I think it a was lot a of mental arguments about this person, like factual arguments with this person, as opposed to like emotional blowups or whatever. This person was emotional, overly dramatic, and just generally like pigheaded. You were trying to be reasonable right. with this person and they would yeah. not hear it. I think it might be a relationship I had. Oh, okay. It, it might've been a relationship I had. And that and but, that's okay. Like I said before, family is a broad term. <laughs> to understand yeah. what uh, I do. Yeah. But there's not a lot of drama like that oh, okay. in my family. Okay. It's more like you know, just not understand. So I feel I feel like there was a relationship I had that was kind of a like a dangerous relationship that I had emotionally. Oh. Uh so then Maybe maybe it's not, maybe I'm not seeing drama, but like, Portland, help me out with another weird word here. Uh, Like, I mean, stress uh, and strife. A volatile, volatile relationship? Yeah, it was a relationship that was like emotionally abusive. Volatile. Volatile manipulative, a lot of gaslighting. I think maybe then, I mean, that's. out to like shake the foundation of my self worth. Oh man, I know that guy. <laughs> Stay away. I, I'm I'm sorry for that. Uh, again, to reiterate, all but of it was those someone things... I met in drama school and started <sighs> my 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 journey in New York City with. Wow. Oh, weird. And so your fate line starts from an interaction with this person. Yeah, I did not know that, but I did say that. I would like that on the record, please. Uh, we should probably I think it was record a person this, right? Who, it was, but it didn't. It didn't present itself quite as like, you know, black and white as no. trying to destroy what I'm doing because they think it's a bad idea. It was a subterfuge of trying to destroy what I was doing. That's that okay. okay, we're gonna need a name. <laughs> He has a very common name. And then the internet will take care of it for you. Okay. 
All right, I think we've we've pretty much established what that line is and how it affected you. Again, I wanted to reiterate all of these things that happened to you every time you've uh, incorporated them into an energy or a motivation or something productive for yourself. So that I that's again fabulous. Thank you. And you you got past it, and that was amazing. Do you know what this person is doing now, by the way? I think I know what this person is doing now based on some reports over the past few years. And it's not being done to me. So Hey, there's that. So I'm going to say that you are the winner. You, baby Janie, grew up to be the winner. Yeah, I definitely, I do. because And this person, I was engaged to this person. Oh, wow. Considering like the family connection thing, because he like tried embedded himself into my family. Oh, gee whiz! I really know this person. Yeah. Wow. Holy I'm cow. sorry that you know this person, but like, yeah. Oh. So yeah. I think that that does track because it was after that experience when I I think I really, you know, on like as a solo person, just doubled down on my path. On yourself. On myself. You, yeah. on yourself. you doubled down on yourself. You went all in. You yeah. up. You bellied up to the table and as, the dice. As, as tempting as it was to be in Manhattan and sharing rent with someone, it's not always the best. Huh. The, mu- the That's musical. That's the first time I've heard that. Share rent with someone else. <laughs> Share rent with someone. You know. It's not a hideous, horrible douchebag. Got it. Got it. Good advice, everybody. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we've, we've got we've got two more lines to get through here. Uh, I'm going to move over to your headline, which starts again almost in the same spot that your lifeline is supposed to start. That's between your uh, index finger and your thumb. Uh, it starts on that edge of your palm and cuts across horizontally towards the other side of your palm. Uh, we already discussed the first third of your headline has this sort of uh, stitches pattern across it. And we've established then what that is and why it extends so far across your headline. I would normally see that pattern maybe a half or less on, I would expect to see it a half or less on other people's palms because uh-huh. that generally represents the chaos of, of childhood, basically learning everything and learning the boundaries, all of that. And that's generally what it represents. It's actually a little different on your palm because it's so long and extended and that your lifeline doesn't start until you break away from all of that, whatever that was in your uh, early life. Uh, so I definitely felt like I had a lot of like splits in my childhood of like, oh, like one half of my family is very like, ethnic one half is very white you know and then it's like I lived in two different states I started in West Virginia and then we moved when I was nine to South Carolina you know so I had like these sort of like splits and then it was like oh my mom married and then there was a family created out of that Mm -hmm. family and then my dad remarried and there was a whole other family so I was like constantly like having to like I guess like blend or melt into different environments mm-hmm. just all the time. And again, time. it was always at, Culturally, you did this at your expense, essentially. It was, yeah, I you think were it was, sort of being pulled along in the rapids yeah. of all of that, yeah. uh, as opposed to deciding your fate. Uh, yeah, That's right. Yeah. 
Okay. Yes. And you were the youngest, you said, and the only girl. The so right. girl. Do you right. view yourself yes. as a as a people pleaser? Like always trying to fit um, in and be the good whatever yeah, the good I, have, I, I suffer from sometimes that, especially mm-hmm. also culturally, not just like the Lebanese side of my family, but the mm-hmm. southern upbringing of like just very patriarchal um messaging. Mm-hmm. And the Catholicism is also very patriarchal. Uh, uh, like there's a lot that I've had to sort of deprogram myself from, right. you know, like with that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. For sure. Yes. The good news then, uh, I, again, reinforcing yeah. that same uh, theme is that the work that you're putting in is working and has worked. You are spending energy on the right things. Uh, and it's always productive for you. Uh, why I say that is your headline, uh, much like the other lines, once you've set out to do something, once you've put your mind to it, once it's clear that that is going to be your path, the line is very deeply cut, easy to read. There's very few uh, distractions. It doesn't wave around. It doesn't branch off. Uh, and you can see it starts the moment that stitch pattern on your headline stops, the line is clearly there and there's no pattern like that afterwards. Do you think it was like uh, once I branched out because like I moved out of, I moved out from a lot of these influences to hear mm-hmm. other voices in my life kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, it I sounds remember- like you moved out and tried to hear your own voice. Definitely that, definitely hearing, but hearing my own voice because hearing other voices, like, awaken my own voice, if that makes sense. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. And once once again, I'm saying you're you're very keen. One of the very, very, very first undergrad college courses, I undergrad college university courses I took was this class called Faith Versus Reason. And I was like, you know, like after all of like. 10 years in Catholic school. Then I went to a girl's school to try to get away from all of it. But like, finally, like understanding, like all these other ways of thinking about, you know, I I would, it it just like opened my, like almost instantly opened my eyes. But then also, yeah, like I am doing a lot of work and have been for a few years now with a therapist to try to overcome sort of these, like patriarchal shackles that I was brought, brought up with, but I do want to use it. Like I want to use it in my, in my creative space too. Like I want to carry, I want, there's a couple scripts I'm working on, you know, that I want to carry all this stuff forward. Like I don't, I think that's what you're saying. Like I don't abandon the baggage. It's still moving forward with me. That is exactly it. Yes. You always incorporate it and then move ahead with it. Even if it is, baggage even if it's weighing you down however much or little it is you're still taking that into consideration and using that so the energy carrying it isn't wasted you are just redirecting it somewhere else and again more importantly you're redirecting it productively for yourself so the the therapy all of that like i said according to your palm you've been spending the energy in all the right places uh as your official palm reader yeah. My advice would be keep doing, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. It is working. Your palm supports that. Keep doing it. It, it, it will be, it will get better and better and better for you. Uh, interestingly enough, um, there's no, just... I feel like we should stop there. That was, 
That's, that's the final word? You gave her all word? the best news. You gave her all the validation. Right? She's perfect and gorgeous and her skin looks great. And I think we should just stop right there. There's there's a little bit more. I, there's just a little but bit I, more. There is a fine... I'm afraid, I'm afraid of what's, what else there might no, be. No, no, no. Don't be afraid. We're all on this together. Hold my hand. I will take you there. <laughs> well, you're hold Janie's hand. What do you see next? <laughs> I have two hands. I can hold both of your hands. Uh, there, there's just a little line. Um, it's one of the, like, three that go past that buffer, that wall that you set up way earlier right. that we discussed. Yeah. There's one line that makes it through. It connects to your headline. It connects to your heart line and sort of stops there. Uh, it crosses your fate line once it's established. Uh, so there was one, one thing. This this would have been I don't know ten years ago, maybe more. There was one one event that made you question a lot of things. There was yes. there was something that got through to you, something that yes. yeah that either that somehow affected you. It got mm-hmm. through your buffer, uh, and it affected all of your major lines all yes. at once. Uh, whatever that thing was, there was a loss. There was a loss. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Well, I I mean, that's, that's, that's definitive. I I was just going to say that this is another example that I could see, for example, on your headline that it sort of changes up how your line looks, Mm -hmm. but you are able to, incorporate it i don't want to say that you like moved on or whatever but you right. you continued on uh and your your headline is even clearer cut even more stable after that uh same thing with your heart line same thing with your your lifeline your fate yes. line continues on afterwards remarkable inner strength is where i'm going with this um if you aren't the rock for a lot of people around you who know you uh I would then say, if you were like, I don't think I am, I would say you were wrong and you just don't realize it. (laughs) Apparently, a lot of people will probably depend on you for emotional strength or like some kind of stability effect that you have on people around you. Uh, I can see a head on your palm, and this is why I'm getting to that one aspect. We move over then to your heart line. Your heart line starts underneath your pinky. And it curves up towards, for you, it curves up towards your uh, middle finger. Right away, what I look for on the heart line. That's the Gen X side. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. Uh, What I look for is a a nice smooth curve. Again, in this case, an upward curve, like a smile. Uh, That just generally indicates that you are capable of making emotional connections to things. You are not a psychopath, for example. Uh, so congrats. That's, That's yeah, the note we're ending on. I wanted us to cover whether or not you were a psychopath. That is the one thing I can walk away with yeah, today. Uh, yes. Feeling like I accomplished if, something. If you have one takeaway. I have like <laughs> physical proof. Yeah. And you're it's like, right sure. here. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> so it's good to see. Um, I look for little islets, little islands along the chain of your heart line. Uh, those little eyelets, uh, let's see, for example, uh, I can show you here about midway down your heart line. There's a little eyelet there where the line breaks apart and comes back together is what I'm getting at. All of those generally just mean strong emotional connections to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they close out, it doesn't mean that those emotional connections are gone. Often it means 
those connections are simply incorporated into the line and no longer need to be recorded. They are like assumed to be there. Um, the one line that we established was the person whose name you won't give us for some reason. Uh, if you remember this you line that started, it. you don't even need it. I mean, <laughs> what does he matter? We'll yeah. see that there's a big emotional connection right before that line intersects right there. Uh, and right where the line intersects that, that eyelet snaps closed suddenly. So I think this is more supporting the idea that you are correct who that is. It is somebody you had a very strong emotional connection with yeah. and that got closed off uh, yes. and it's tied to a specific event or person. Yes, so, right, nice. right. Yes. So we identified that. Um, the other thing I see in your heart line, and this is where I said I was reading ahead, is there are a lot of little lines that come off that hang off of your heart line as opposed to cutting through them uh, all the way through. They simply yeah. hang off of them. That symbol, those series of lines, indicate that there are people who are hanging on your heart line. Uh, that is to say that they're using you for emotional support. There are a lot of people who emotionally depend on you. Could be other reasons they depend on you as well. But for your poem, it's recording them as people who hang on you, essentially. Yeah. Um, what I would look for is if there are so many lines hanging off that your heart line literally flattens out or starts bending in the wrong direction because of all of this weight pulling you down that you are choosing to emotionally carry. Uh, I, I would have to warn you, like you got to cut people loose. You are too easy with your emotions. You're giving everyone uh, the time of day. That's not the case for you. Uh, your heart line has a very strong, smooth curve up. You exactly. don't have a problem with hangers on. Um, Compassion from afar has like changed my life. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, and again, as your official palm reader, the advice here would be just be wary that uh, you know take stock as to how many people are hanging on that you're not being over compassionate to people who simply do not deserve your energy in that way. Uh, it, it's not to say that you have to be extra stingy about it just right. just be mindful of it that you don't get overwhelmed my it, therapist calls that boundaries yes yes <laughs> yeah. I, I, absolutely yes and your therapist is probably licensed in this country well uh, but i mean it's very huh, it huh. is very uh, useful <laughs> thing to practice it actually can strengthen your relationship yeah i would i i yeah I, that, that makes absolute sense actually uh, and yeah, so as your therapist says, who you should listen to more than perhaps a random <laughs> palm reading stranger. Palm reader uh, <laughs> and his skeptical I'll side I'll say here. that. I'll give you that, Portland, that <laughs> you should listen to your therapist. But you could also listen to me, your official palm reader. So, uh, like, you could do both. I don't, yeah. <laughs> the advice, again, is just be, be mindful of that. Uh, you're actively trying to be more compassionate just don't don't crank that up to the eleven, right? Uh, right, right. Be be mindful of yourself first before you know giving giving anybody else little bits of your energy. Yeah, because I don't want that line to sag down. I want it to stay to smile. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, okay, no, we want zero sagging. That is so cool. and you're awesome. You should definitely keep some for you. For goodness' sake. Yeah. I have a question. Have you read any palm? 
where there's zero heart line or something. Uh, the I'm sorry for the like the the heart line. Yeah, like there's nothing there. Yes, <laughs> I have an anecdote where I read I just want a. To know if we have met her ex fiance. I, I read. Yeah, a... have you read the palm of the of my terrible ex? <laughs> if you can find like there's a picture a of their palm, I'll take a look. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I read a stranger's palm because people were like, "Oh, this guy palm reads. Read his palm." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'll read his palm." And his line was a downward curve. Oh boy. And there were a whole lot of other things on his palm that I won't get into. I was pretty For certain. For reasons. I was pretty certain he had hurt somebody, if not killed somebody. I, I was confident of it. And so reading his palm, I was like, no, nah, everything checks out. It's great. You're great. You, you know, I got nothing bad to say. We're friends, yeah, right? I'm going to keep Googling that person's name plus the word mugshot just to see. Uh, like, <laughs> So the, the punchline here is I found out that, yes, that person has been in prison probably mm-hmm. for doing bad, bad things. Something harmful. Yes, I did people. not know that, of course, because I didn't know who this person was. I found out later when I finally confided in somebody that like is that person dangerous that you made me read their palm and they're like oh yeah probably they were in jail for a long time and uh, oh my gosh so I'm like oh cool 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 okay okay wow <laughs> and on that note yeah okay. so we're Jamie we're also done. and not a sociopath or did she, not a psychopath she could still be a sociopath I suppose I hang know. on a second we need to take a little break and I need names from both of you we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> Okay, so coming back, this is Hollywood Palms. This podcast has gone amazingly well today. And I'm really, Janie, I'm delighted to find out all these things about you. You are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This this was a lot more, um, I didn't know what to expect from a palm reading. Fair. No. And and so I, I thought it was. Uh, I really would recommend the process. Like it was, oh, yay. It was yes. painless, but it was also kind of affirming. So was there anything in particular that Quitla said to you today that really rings home? That blew rings your home? mind. Rings true? On I feel like line? when you said the fate line crosses heart and head like that, I was like, that feels right to me. Like I felt okay. really, Good. you know, but yeah, for sure. There was a lot that, that there, that, I mean, that was just like one example, but. There was a lot that I was like, yeah, no, this is. <laughs> this is, this is. <laughs> Your eyes got really wide several times, which yeah, I. Pretty, yeah, you pretty much. Yeah, it's like I can see where, you know, <laughs> that applies to my experience, well, to my life. Experience. And like I said, you're you're very good at being a partner to me and palm reading that, that uh, you. You, you were understanding what I was trying to get at because you understand how you understood how it applied to you. Where like I I don't know you so I'm, yeah, I'm just sort of throwing things out there that make sense to me. Quitla has never told me that I am a good partner to him in palm reading, so this is uh, informative for both of us, really. Thank you. Would you be yeah. available as a co-host? No, I'm just kidding. Yep, This is the support yeah. I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, and um, when you asked me at the beginning if I was a skeptic, I I don't know, like if I am or I'm not like even still, like it was just an experience. Like it was sort of like, 
a way to sort of analyze your life. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can see the way I read anyway. It's not, you know, like, oh, the spirits are telling me this. I try to show you on your own palm and justify the interpretation that I'm making so yeah. that you can see along with me why I think, why I'm saying the things that I'm saying. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that's helpful. It's never been the point to, like, not make you be a skeptic anymore or not question things because right. this it's palm reading. It is what it is. But mm. at, at least in this case, I, I think we, we all found it very helpful and really kind of cool to see, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, Leela. Thank you. Great. I still don't understand how it works every single time. I'm going to remain skeptical and yet delighted by how this went today. Janie, thank you again so much for taking the time to come hang out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Please let me know when this will air so I can share it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Janie. I really appreciate you uh, being at our table. Yay. Hollywood Palms. Please rate and review the show with five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. And if you didn't like the show, you could just keep that to yourself. If you want to know more, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hollywood Palms. Subscribe to the various tiers to hear exclusive episodes and learn about other premium options, including getting a personal reading by Quitla. You know, I might be there if you want me to be. And I won't be if you don't. Hollywood Palms is produced by Rob Beals. Our logo designed by the talented David Polston. Music by the delightful Miguel Garcia-Hull. Hollywood Palms is a Genius Royale production.